Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Before I get started, I just want to say that you can't stop what God is going to do. Amen, amen. We try to get in God's way a lot of times, amen. But we can't stop what God has already ordained, amen. And whether I had to preach or not, me and my wife, we're going to be here. We were going to be in agape love, amen, amen. We, 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 we don't follow man's rules. Man is not our leader. We go to God. We go, that's who we go to because he won't steer you wrong, amen. So regardless of what they say, he say, she say, me and my wife are here, amen, amen. And it's some, do y'all understand what agape means? And y'all bring that agape love. Y'all brought it to M. Y'all brought that everlasting God love to agape. And we thank God on behalf of M. We thank God for you all. Amen. 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 And first, I want to give honor to God, first off, who is truly the head of my life. Backslid plenty of times. In and out of service and worship and praise and everything. Being a chameleon. Amen. However, at the end of the day, I'm here. And when he got a hold to me, he didn't let me go. Amen. But it's not just a one-sided fight. You got to be willing. You got to surrender yourself unto him. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for being the head of my life. Amen. And to my lovely, beautiful wife. Amen. Amen. For being with me, being beside me. Always listening to me, my complaints, my concerns, and everything. And she truly is an awesome mother and a wife and a woman of God. Amen. We're young, but we know this word. Amen. Amen. Into the shepherd of this house. Now, I'm going to tell you, I really can't go on and on about Pastor Maybell. I really can because that truly is my spiritual father. One day it was like, I want to say about three months ago, we had just got off the phone, we were talking, and my wife, she stood at the door, and she tears just started coming down her face. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? What happened? And God already told her, she was like, God told me, that is the father that you always needed. And I was thinking, I was like, I've never had my actual biological father, amen? Even on this, I haven't had that, amen? I have stepfathers, everything, but that biological I've never had it. So when she started crying, I was like, you know what? That's right. Hey. Every time I ask, hey, Pastor Maybe, I need you to take me here. Our cars are broke down. That's why we've been late. It's not because, hey, hey, y'all don't blame Pastor Maybe. It's because of us. We, we the reason everybody was late. I called him, was it yesterday? I said, um, hey, can you, um, can you follow me up to the dealership? Both our cars broke down. I'm leaving. I'll be there in 30 minutes. Now, who does that? Like, come on, man. Like, he just got back on from vacation. Like, somebody who was truly selfless. And it shows because his fruit. You guys, it shows on agape. So I thank God for my spiritual father and his awesome wife, Lady Z, who come dressed every day. Amen. Amen. And who truly is a firecracker and has that word in it. Amen. Amen. And I thank God for all of you all. Agape love. Each and every one of you guys played a vital part in our ministry. And I truly thank God for you guys. Amen, amen, amen. 
Happy Father's Day to all the men. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Now let's get into this word real quick. Now, I'm going to be coming from Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 52. Luke chapter 2, 41 through 52. Say amen when you have it. Amen. Amen, amen. And I'll read along. I have the NIV version, amen? Amen. And it reads, Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the customs. After the festival was over, while the parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it, thinking he was in the company. They traveled on for another day. Somebody say one more day. Then they began looking for him amongst the relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. We were searching for, you were searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Somebody say father's house. But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother cherished all these things in her heart, treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God's men. Amen. 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 I just want to give you the title of the word today. And it is in the King James Version, it says, my father's business. So the title is my father's business. Amen. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for always being who you are in and out of our lives, Lord God. Lord God, we accept you wholeheartedly, Lord God. We come to you, Lord God, humbly submitted and boldly committed to your word, Lord God. Now, Lord God, speak. Speak right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Sit me down and you rise up. These things I pray in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we got to understand it this time. The festival, Passover, feast, and everything, these are Jewish traditions, what they had going on. And when you go to a Passover, whether you're coming or going, usually the men walks with the men, the women walks with the women. That's just how it goes. And I didn't know that before reading it. I had to do a little studying to see, okay, how did you lose your son? How can you lose your son? Amen? Amen. And me being a, a new father of a year and a couple months, yeah. even if he was home, I don't see how can I lose my son. 
it just don't, it don't register to me, amen? Because the love I have for him won't let me separate from him too long. We're at the party or church or gathering or anything. I got my eye on my boy. Amen. Amen. That's how I am my wife. It doesn't matter where she is. She going to the store or anything. When I'm not around, I got my eye on her. But that's because the love I have for them. Amen. So how can you lose your son? It was a lot of people, a lot of things going around. Not that it was okay, but it happened. But we got to understand how old Jesus was. Jesus was 12 years of age. Amen. And in Jewish traditions, they have something called a bar mitzvah, right? And then that represents the, for lack of a better term, coming of age and being a man and being able to teach the way they want to do publicly, right? So he felt like that, you know, got the little, I'm, I'm old now. I, I, I can do this. I don't need my parents or anything. Like, I can do this on my own. So he can publicly say things and without being ridiculed back then, because back then if you do something, you're slain or anything could happen. So you have to follow tradition. Amen? Amen. So when Jesus got found, he asked, why were you looking for me? I'm from the South. You ask your mom or your dad, why are you looking for me? You're not going to be met with a question. Amen. You go get met with a backhand. But this wasn't just no ordinary boy. Amen. This was the son of God. Right. So there was a reason Mary was frantic. There's a reason she was perplexed. She lost the son of God. Her cup was harder than anybody's cup. I can imagine she had to do something that I don't think any of us could do. Amen. So when we look at him being there, he had to do his father's work. Now, what is his father's work? The Bible will tell you what his father's work is. But us as men, we got to be careful that we do our father's work. Not only our biological father's work, but our spiritual father's work. Because even though men do the best we can, we're not perfect. We fall short. And when we fall short, who do we call on? When you don't know the Lord, who do you try to call on? Amen. So the thing about it is you got to always call on the Lord. When I was in my madness, I had people that I looked up to. I had friends. I had friends. I had everybody around that I looked up to that I, okay, this is a good figure. But I realized every time I followed them, something bad happened. And then I look at their offspring because they weren't spiritually grounded. And even my friends that I grew up with, they had fathers and father figures, stepfathers that weren't spiritually grounded. And I look at them, some of them are dead. Some of them are in jail. I'm not saying all fathers get it right. However, when you have God with you, when you be about that father's business, you got a little bit of protection. You got a lot of bit of protection. Amen. So if you do fall, if you do slip, if you do stumble, there's somebody there to catch you. So why would I be in somebody else's business and not my father's business? When you are a young child, you soak up everything you see. 
Amen. It's like a sponge. I knew I saw my stepdad open the door for my mom. I do that to this day. Amen. Amen. I, he had a steak, a big steak. I wanted a big steak. <laughs> Amen. He, if he did anything, I want to be just like him. So we got to ask ourselves, what are we teaching our young men? Amen. Because they look at us day in and day out. How are we talking to our sons, our daughters? How are we talking to their mothers? Amen. We got to be careful what we say. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we got to watch what we say to our children and say around our children because it's like a seed that's being planted. You can plant a good seed or you can plant a bad seed. And eventually that seed will grow up. And depending on what you say while they're young, it depends on how it's going to grow up and how they're going to act when they get older. The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they should not depart from it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. Amen. Just be willing to teach them the right way. Amen. So let's go back to the story. We look at Mary, her being frantic. And I said, I posed the question earlier, why was she frantic? Because this is the son of God. Put yourself, man, woman, put yourself in Mary's shoes. You losing God's child. Amen. Uh, you can understand why she said to him, uh, uh, why would you treat us like this? If there's a certain type of punishment that I believe that was coming to Mary if she didn't find Jesus, why would you treat us like this? You know what your father has told me. You know what he's instructed me. However, Jesus had another plan. He wasn't in anybody else's business except his father's business. And then it says he was teaching and answering questions at 12 years of age. That lets me know that it doesn't matter how old you are. You can preach the word of God. You can teach the word of God. Everybody has to be a willing vessel to learn. You can learn and eat from everywhere, but you have to be willing to speak, willing to teach. Amen. Amen. So when you teach and preach and speak the word of God, you will get backlash. Amen. There'll be things that happen when you go on this journey, go on this quest, and you're going to want to fight not with your spiritual hands, but with your worldly hands. But the, the battle is not yours. And we got to realize that a lot of times, even to this day, I'm being transparent. I be telling myself, I got to put my religion down. You're not going to disrespect me like that. And really, I'm normally docile, but it seems like the right person comes at the right time and just push the right button. Get off my back. However, being a man of God, being a servant of God, being in your father's business, you can't operate like you used to operate. Amen. Sometimes we want God to fix the symptom of the problem, but not the root of the problem. Amen. So we, we got a lot of symptoms that come up. We will go out there. We will preach. We'll teach. We'll do all these other things. But internally, we're dealing with something inside. Father God, fix the outside so they won't see. But let me keep how I'm feeling. 
let me keep what I'm feeling right now. I, I, don't want, I don't want them to see how I'm feeling, but I want to keep that because sometimes when we hurt, that feels like that's the only thing we can hold on to. Like, I feel powered by this. I, this is what I want to hold, amen. But that's not God-like. Amen, that, that's not Christ-like. You, you can't do that if you're being an ambassador of Christ. Amen, amen. But with every blessing comes a battle. Every blessing comes a battle. And me and my wife can attest to that fact. We've been going through a battle for two years. Amen. However, however, in that same sense, our faith has not swayed. We come to church every day. We pray every day. And even in the same sense, we have prayer warriors that got our backs every day. People that we don't even know that are praying for us, praying for our son. But see, they are about their father's business. That lets me know that they were raised right. Amen. Everybody is not perfect. But don't let the enemy trick you out of your spot. You can't get to this place. And then as soon as someone makes you mad, you back down there. That means everything you ever worked for is back to square one. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep going through it. To get through it, you got to go through it. To get through it, you have to go through it. Let's go back to the text. Amen. I, I, won't, I won't be before you long. Uh, I should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> I will not be before you long. Amen. Go to verse 49. He said, why were you searching for me? Amen. Didn't you know I would be in my father's house? Verse 50 said, they did not understand, right? The beginning, they didn't understand why he did that. Sometimes when somebody tells us something, in the beginning, we won't know what they mean. We won't understand what they're talking about. It takes us a little time to sit on it and wander and ponder on it. However, when she came back, she cherished what he said. I'm convinced that she went back and asked Father God, what was he doing? Father God, show me what was my son doing. He as well as my son, he is yours. What was he doing? Then God, I feel like God showed, it's not in the text, but I feel like God showed Mary what Jesus was doing. And she hasn't said, Father God, forgive me. I don't want to step in your way. If he was doing your business, I don't want to step in your way. When you are doing your father's business, it doesn't matter who comes against you. Just look at the people that are with you. Amen. Amen. You're going to have the enemy right there on your back. Amen. But he's right where he needs to be. And that's behind you. Amen. Amen. He's not in front of you. I heard Pastor Maybell said, if I focus on people, I can't look at God. That's exactly how he said. I, I can't look at God. And then it stuck with me. I'm like, you're right. Because for a while, I was looking at people. Not that I was pondering on them, but I'm worried about their actions and what they think and how they feel and everything. It wasn't until I truly went through something, I wasn't scared to raise my hands. I wasn't scared to shout. I wasn't scared to praise God because I got tired of looking at people. I got, I'm about to start doing my father's business. Amen. That, that's where I'm getting to. That's where I'm drawing it back. My father's business. I had a, well, I have a, a stepfather. He was in the military. Wake up when he didn't have PT, physical training, he used to wake me up at four o'clock in the morning. Yes, four o'clock in the morning. And this is when I stayed overseas in Germany and 
we used to run up mountains, mountaintops. I was nothing but like nine, 10 years old. Mountaintops, running up these mountaintops. And he was so hard on me. Like, I'm strenuous, I'm nine, 10 years old, but I want to be like my father, right? But he didn't only bring that part to me. He was also an associate pastor. But I, at that age, I was so excited about sports, excited about all these other things that truly didn't matter. And he brought it to me, said, look, it's okay for you to go with me and want to be like me. But he said, I'm not the person that you need to be looking at. Amen, because I'm not perfect myself. I fall short. We all fall short. Amen. He said, if you got a question, I will answer your question to the best of my knowledge, but I don't know everything. I don't see everything. I'm not omnipresent. I'm not omnipotent. Your father, your heavenly father is. Amen. So when he started telling me that at a young age, I did stray away because I didn't understand everything. Like I said, it's not until I've been through something that makes you... It's funny how we try to come to God when we finally going through something, amen? I used to only pray when I see a cop car behind me. That was the only time. Father God, I promise you I will not do it again. Just get me out this situation. License suspended, didn't have no insurance or anything. Father God, drinking, had drinks. Father God, please help me get out this situation. And then he always get me out of it. As soon as you get me out of it, back doing the same thing. But he will get you to that spot where you have no choice but to listen. No choice but to look at him. Amen, amen. And he promises you a lot of things in the Bible. The Bible says, have you not, have you not seen, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And those who have no might, he increases strength. So even the youth shall faint. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen, amen. When you read that, you would think that he's talking about Wait, I'm going to sit here and wait on the Lord. I'm going to sit here and just wait. No, you ever had been to a restaurant, right? You have a waiter. The waiter serves you. So those who serve the Lord, you got to serve the Lord while you're going through it. Amen. You can't just sit there and wait and be stagnant. You have to do your father's business. Amen. And when you do your father's business, he promises you everything. He's going to give you everything. Pastor Maybell was talking about choices. I lay before you life and death. Choose life. He tells you to choose life. Amen. When I was in college, they gave you a syllabus, right? And then, like, if we had a, a pop quiz or something like this, the teacher would be like, now be careful. This right here will be on the test. This right here will be on the test. God is telling you, choose life. That's the only way right there. Choose life and be about my business. Amen. Amen. Praise God, everybody. Amen. Amen.